The RV Miles podcast is sponsored by L.L. Bean. April 20th through the 28th is National Park Week, and L.L. Bean has partnered with the National Park Foundation to help you find your park. With more than 400 national parks, there's a good chance you'll find one close to home. Discover the perfect place to celebrate National Park Week at findyourpark.com. Owning an RV is a big investment, so everyone wants to know as much as they can about the lifestyle before making the big purchase. We asked RVers to tell us what surprised them after they purchased their first RV. I've also been surprised at how important tires and their pressure have become. Ain't that the truth? Ooh, Sue, we know what you're talking about. More and more businesses are facing the scrutiny of consumers who want to know their hard-earned money is going to a company who will use it responsibly. Companies in the outdoor industry are not surprisingly leading the charge. The leadership team of portable solar light manufacturer, Empowered, knows why giving back is good business. Cosmic event, uh, Hurricane Maria, uh, we deployed 80,000 lights to the island of Puerto Rico but now we have a flourishing business in Puerto Rico. So it kind of works for everyone. We got them the lights when uh, folks on the island needed them, and now we're building capacity on the island by allowing people to resell them. The recently shuttered road trek has a buyer. Will they honor those famous six-year warranties? And the 150 mile per hour world's fastest Tesla electric motorhome. Is this something we really need? You're listening to the RV Miles Podcast. Welcome to episode 90 of the RV Miles podcast, everybody. I'm Jason. And I'm Abby. And we are two full-time travelers who, along with our boys, Jack, Ethan, and Henry, crisscross North America in our converted school bus. Each week, we talk all things RV and outdoors from travel destinations to gear, industry news, our national parks, and a whole lot of rando. Speaking of rando, (laughs) I have a question for you. How far would you go to keep mice out of the RV? Shut your face. I don't even want to talk about this. <laughs> this we've is, we've the, had a few issues this year. Look, I think that there was a, a national convention of mice at the beginning of the year. And that my picture was put up like on a big screen. And they said, as you go across North America, my friends, look for this woman. Find her. And just do whatever you can to make her life miserable. I just, I feel like I was the theme at this year's mice convention. (laughs) And I just, I can't, I, even though, even though I know, like, I'm not even going to say that I know it's gone. I don't, I don't get up now before the sun comes up because I'm just too scared. I mean, we've had like three mice in a year. I, I mean, people to... have dealt with like 40 mice. So it's, no, I don't, I don't. But regard, to... Okay. No, I got, no, I got to, I got to ask what? you though. Would you go as far to use this product that I just heard about? Jason, I would burn this bus to the ground if I had to. <laughs> it's a scent stick, a scent stick that you, ru- that you can rub on things like a deodorant stick. Uh, but it's made out of coyote, bobcat, and other predator urine. Yes. You would do that? I would do it. You'd spread you'd I would, spread animal urine. Jason, you would get up in the morning and I would spray you down with that. Well, hopefully 
it's warmed up now. Hopefully the mice have no reason to come in anymore. It's a it's a one and done situation for me. <laughs> I will look, I will douse this bus in animal urine. And then I'll just wear a nice smell. Like I'll be like the ladies in the 19th century who just walked around with handkerchiefs that were like scented. And so when they had to walk through the streets, because that's where everyone dumped their chamber pots, they just put their handkerchiefs up to their nose and they just smelled that nice smell. So they didn't have to smell everything else. That's what I'll do in here. I'll be a 19th century woman living in a urine smelling bus just so I don't have to deal with mice. Well, if you're interested, this this product is from a company called EcoSafe. It's called Predator. And that's a solid name. It really <laughs> describes what this product is about. It says it's super low odor and you just rub it. You can like rub it on your wheel wells and uh, and you hopefully are good to go. So did you Amazon this for us? I'll like, you, when can I go pick it up in the hub? I'll tell you what. What doesn't work? Peppermint. People, Irish spring soap. Oh, yeah. No, that I one. can't tell you how many pictures I've seen on the Internet of mice carrying and eating the Irish spring soap. When the mice have their yearly convention, they have a potluck of Irish spring soap. If you haven't right? heard, that, this is like one of those things that goes around and around and around in the RV Facebook groups is that you should use Irish spring soap to keep the rodents away. And uh, you shouldn't even use Irish hey, spring soap on your body. Maybe it keeps some rodents away, but it attracts others. So <laughs> I'd avoid it. I. Yeah. Are we done talking about this? <laughs> hey, because I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. <laughs> I'm going to just, is this really what we're doing? Oh, we are coming to you this week from the beautiful Gulf Islands National Seashore, from the Florida side, from Fort Pickens Campground, out on Santa Rosa Island. We are so happy to be in such a beautiful, sunny, wonderful not place. Not warm. <laughs> Not well, warm. it was not warm today. It wasn't warm today. But It'll it's get supposed there. to be warm tomorrow. We love it so much here that, and we did this the last time we were here two years ago. We roll up in here and we take in our surroundings and look, they do pack you in like sardines in this campground. It's, not, it's a little it, tight. It's a little tight, but it's so beautiful. And everything that's around you is so gorgeous. We roll up in here. We look at each other and we go, I wonder if we can extend our stay. <laughs> And, we did. and so I, you know, we were only supposed to be here for uh, 11 nights and as within five minutes of being parked, I was on the laptop and I was looking to see if we could get three more nights because you can only do 14 consecutive nights. And sure enough, same loop, three more nights somewhere. And this is a first for us. We only have to move one time in this campground. We knew. Last time we were here, we moved six times. <laughs> we did. We talked about this area on a very, very early episode of the RV Miles podcast, and we'll be revisiting it soon after we've been here for a little bit longer, where after we've sat here in the sun in the, the beaches for two weeks. Speak for yourself. We have a jam-packed two weeks. We do have a lot going on. We are hanging out in Pensacola a lot. We're going to be checking out Pensacola and all it has to offer, which is not something we did at all when we were here we two years ago. We did a little. We, we, we did the, a few things, but not. We did the Naval Aviation Museum, yeah. and that was really about it. So we are just going to be super busy, early mornings, late nights. It's a party. It's party central up in here for the next two weeks. And it's also National Park Week, so we're experiencing... Yeah. A bunch of that stuff. Junior Ranger Day is tomorrow when this episode drops. And 
it's supposed to be wild around here for that. So. Yeah, you know, people get crazy on Junior Ranger Day. <laughs> Just gets wild out there. Hey, so you might have noticed the show's a little different this week. We we are rolling out our new format. It's uh, Can you insert like some applause yay. right here that we actually <laughs> followed through with doing it on only, episode only 90? Only a week late. Uh, well, you know, you made the very valid point that we should start it on, you uh, know, yeah, on, an, on a, on a, on a, it's not an even number on a, on a set on a, of 10 on yeah. a, on a number that ends in a zero. Right. You know, there's a new beginning every time yeah. the number ticks over. I am preparing for my own new beginnings. So we're not changing the show too, too much. We're just sort of tightening it up a, a bit and, and, uh, changing a little bit of the way we intro and outro into things and stuff. So hopefully if you've loved the show so far, you'll continue to love it. And if you're new, we're looking for more ways to suck you in. <laughs> don't go back and listen to past episodes. No, I'm kidding. Go back. No, and listen go to listen. Past. Just go those, listen. those really early ones. I don't know about Ooh, those, but I don't know. I can't even go back and listen to the early I, I episodes. I haven't in a while. I, I, um, I don't know. It was tough. I think really it, what this boils down to and kind of what, as Jason and I have been talking Actually, for several months, we have been wanting to do this. We just want to expand this podcast into and be able to talk about not only just the RV industry, the outdoor industry, the travel industry, but just about life in general on the road. Yeah. And I think by expanding it and sort of creating this new format, we give ourselves a little bit of freedom. You know, all of those things are super great to talk about, but there is just so much more that happens when you travel outside of news, reviews, travel guides, and more. <laughs> so we're going to have a lot of the same stuff that you love. We're going to, the brain teaser is still here. Oh yeah. You can't that kick is. that out of <laughs> anytime soon that's the friend that just won't leave the party you know like you know you have that friend that always arrives early and then is like the last one to go that was me in college oh. <laughs> of course it was no wonder and that's why you have brought the brain teaser here jason has manifested himself into the brain teaser we're gonna kick this episode off though with some stuff that we pulled from our friends in the rv miles Facebook group, we asked people to tell us what are some of the surprises, some of the things that they didn't expect that happened after they began RVing, good or bad. What did they not know that they found out after they started RVing? You know, RVing is a really expensive proposition for a lot of people. You can get into it cheaply, but you know, a lot of people end up spending a couple hundred thousand dollars to become an RVer. Well, what's the so, cost? What's the going cost right now of like a class B? This is a class a, B. A, a class, a, a brand I, new class yeah, B. Yeah, we don't need it. You don't even need to throw out a brand, just like a class B in general. Anywhere from 90,000 to 150. Point made. Yeah. So <laughs> we thought we would round up some stuff from people that have been doing it. Some of them have only been doing it for a couple of weeks but surprises that people have found out when they've hit the road. So, Abby, what's our first one? Well, first, before I read the first one, I just want to apologize to anyone whose name I butcher. I just want to get that out oh. right now because I am not very good. As one who has a last name that never gets said correctly, it's amazing how I don't have that ability to say people's <laughs> names properly. So anyway, I think I got this one though. 
Jason Hampton. Don't you mean Hampton? Or Jason, perhaps? <laughs> Maybe he's Jason. You, know, I, I you mean, know what? It's possible. I can't tell you how many people spell my... This is a sidetrack here. How many people, when I give them my name, and they're going to write it down, like say it's Starbucks or whatever, how many people spell Jason wrong? Don't throw shade at Starbucks. It's not just Come Starbucks. The guy, the guy that fixed our RV in, in California. We should have known. sort of fixed our RV. We should have known. We should have known the minute we saw him spell your name wrong. On that we were going to have trouble with that, that guy. He, you know, you give him the keys and they put a tag on it. He spelled my name. J-A-Y-S-O-N. Well, you're, Who the heck spells their name J-A-Y-S-O-N? Well, not Jason Hampton. All right. Not Jason Epperson. So Jason Hampton wrote, I have had my RV for just over two weeks. I would say that the most shocking thing I have learned is that nothing, and he put nothing in all caps, works like you expected. Everything works as it should, but in an RV, everything just has its own personality. When I ask for help on a water heater, not heating, I get 15 opinions on why, and it turns out they are all legit possibilities, and none of the suggestions were to get a new water heater. It's so true. <laughs> These things are, I mean, they're like a home. They're finicky. You know, you you feel like it costs the same as a Mercedes it's that you go buy run. off a lot. You want it to run like a, like a brand new car does, and they just don't. You just need just to don't. invest in some duct tape. All right. The next one is from Kim Delfing, and she writes, it always takes longer to get somewhere than you think it will. Kim, amen, girl. If you have been listening for a while, you know that we cannot get anywhere when we say we're going to get there. Not even close. We don't stop or anything either. <laughs> I mean, we do for gas or whatever. But Yeah, or we stop at Bucky's and we're there for well, 45 no, minutes that today. A, that was a thing today. I mean, you got if you've never been to a Bucky's, you got to go to a you Bucky's. We had a hundred and... 33 miles to go today between Ocean Springs and here at the campground, 133 miles. And uh, it took us, what, four and a half? We did. Five hours. Yeah. And but, we just had that one stop at Bucky's. But, you know, I rolled past that Love's Travel Stop. I was going to stop at that Love's Truck Stop and diesel was 309. A few and we miles said, down mm-hmm. the road, Bucky's, 259. Two. 59. 50 cents difference. So, of course, because we were saving so much money, I went in and bought you know, <laughs> $30 worth of snacks. I mean, what are you going to do? <laughs> it's I Bucky's. It like is. you could walk out there with home decor. You, yeah. could, you, could, Here, you could decorate your den from Bucky's. All right. The next one is from our lovely friend, Michelle Reyes. Yes. I love this one, too. She says, my biggest surprise was the fast and deep friendships formed with our campsite neighbors often around campfires. I found nearly everyone camping in a park is either on vacation or traveling as a lifestyle, which means they are generally in a good mood and usually have time to chat. Sharing life stories is a fun way to connect. Some result in meeting up again, and some we only keep in contact through social media, but they always bring warm feelings of our connection to my heart. 90% of that is because of how nice Michelle is. I know, that is just such a... It's just such a a perfect example of Michelle and the kind of heart and spirit she has. So I love it. And, you know, we were just so fortunate to meet them and, and meet them up again. And uh, maybe when they get back in the country, we'll get to see them again. They're in Ecuador. They are just doing some amazing Traveling things right now. World. It's pretty cool. Jean M. Campbell 
I rejuvenated my love of camping by making everything so much easier to pack up and go. My season starts earlier, goes longer, and includes more frequent trips. Good for Jean. Yeah, I mean, you get organized and it really does make it a lot easier. If you're not prepared to take your trips, it takes you as long or longer to prep for them than it than it does to actually get out there. I wonder if Jean wants to come over here and help me organize. Organize. <laughs> if she could come over and show me how it's done because I still feel like I don't enjoy stents where we're just somewhere for three or four days because I feel like the effort it took me to get us inside to get the inside put together because I usually do inside you do outside the amount of time I spent getting us there and then the amount of time I spend putting everything back together once we get there and all I can think is like man I just got to do this again in three days Cheryl Wine says we are on our second new RV and you don't know how much you don't know It's very frustrating to feel like you aren't experienced enough to have this big thing. But with every trip, it gets better and better. The best thing is learning how much you can appreciate and love new destinations that you would not have thought you would before you owned an RV. So true. We are so surprised by so many places that we never expected to go, never expected to be vacation locations. And we are just having a great time. Well, the nice thing about having full-time travel or extended travel or, you know, not just going somewhere for a weekend is we can have a a destination in mind. This is point A and this is point F. But in between A and F, we get to experience B, C, D, and E. And I just love that because I think if it was something like, well, we have one week and we need to get, you know, it's like when we drove to Disney World from Chicago. We've got the X amount of time and we've got to get from Chicago all the way down to Orlando. And we didn't really stop along the way and experience, you know, the thousand miles that was between those two destinations because we were on a time crunch. Now it would be like, oh, we're going from Chicago to Orlando. We're going to take three weeks to get there. And then we're going to stop at all these places along the way and see things we never, we never would have experienced before. We'll have more first-time RVer surprises a bit later in the show. But now it's time for the answer to last week's brain teaser, which went like this. Joseph walked Chuck, a potential new employee, through his company. He briefly went over the safety precautions of a couple machines, their uses, a regular day-to-day activity. Joseph was very impressed with Chuck's qualifications and knowledge on the workings of his business. Chuck was applying for a position in shipping. Joseph took him by the wall where a single dollar hung up. He proudly explained that it was the first dollar he ever made, almost 20 years ago, when the business first started. Finally, Joseph brought the man outside and showed him his parking spot. Chuck thanked Joseph for the tour, but then directed him to put his hands over his head. What happened? Well, the answer is that Joseph, of course, was a counterfeiter and Chuck was an undercover police officer. The dollar on the wall was your clue. It's the first dollar he made. He actually made that dollar. Joseph's business was to create counterfeit bills. And Chuck finally had the evidence to arrest him when he showed him that dollar. Our winner this week is Chris Patterson from Texas. And Chris will be receiving a Newly redesigned, not all who wander are lost t 
t-shirt and you'll have a chance to win yours with a new brain teaser, which Jason will drop later in the show because I actually don't know when it's coming up because I have I'm I am discovering the new format as we do it. Fun, isn't it? You know what? I feel like I'm riding a roller coaster and I just have no idea which way it's going to turn next. Hey, I've been working on this for like weeks now. All right. In your head. In my head. (laughs) In your head. And randomly you'll be like, hey, this is what I'm thinking. And you always do it to me when I'm like in the middle of something where I can't really listen. So I'm like half listening to you and like half focusing on what I'm doing. So I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's how we ended up in a bus. I think that's how every major life decision has ended up. You find me in moments when you know I can only half listen. I see you over there. From motorhomes, travel trailers, fifth wheels, bus conversions, and more, FMCA is here to enhance your RV lifestyle. For as little as $5 a month, you can travel with peace of mind knowing FMCA has your back. Get connected with like-minded RVers on their Facebook page, forums at conventions and events. Deals and discounts include RV insurance, roadside rescue, and tire and savings programs. And their medical, emergency, and travel assistance program is free. And we're really excited to be joining the FMCA at their 100th International Convention and RV Expo. Their 100th this August 14th through the 16th in Minot, North Dakota. They have live entertainment, seminars, education, games, book clubs, all kinds of stuff. You can meet with leading experts in the industry and talk about everyone's favorite thing, RVs. Yeah, and if you're going, let us know because we all want to get together and have a little meetup and I will bake peanut butter brownies. You heard it here. Registration is open now. So get your membership today if you don't have one already. And a yearly membership is only $60. But RV Miles listeners can save 10 bucks with code RVMILES19. All you have to do is visit fmca.com slash RVMILES19. And then that promo code is actually going to be there for you already entered. Boom, done. Visit fmca.com slash RVMILES19 to save $10 on your yearly membership to FMCA. I recently read an article from a reporter in the RV industry about the idea of responsible business practices that really saddened me. The thesis was that a business really has no responsibility to the public other than to make a good product at a good price and with good customer service, and that their relationship to the community and the world shouldn't be a factor in your decision to purchase. The article was referring to a study that said that most people say a company's commitment to environmentally friendly business practices, social responsibility, and giving back to the local community are among the most important attributes of a company. We're talking about 70% of people. And I couldn't agree more. I don't want my money to go to a business that pollutes or evades taxes or mistreats workers, but it's not just a responsibility, it's good business. To talk more about running a business that puts responsibility at the center of everything it does, I talked with the leaders of the portable solar light company Empowered. President and CEO Sunga Jong and co-founder and chief business development officer John Salzinger. Not only does their company do incredible work for developing countries in disaster relief, 
their products are pretty great, and you might want to consider their Lucy lanterns for your next campground visit. John and Sunga, welcome to the RV Miles podcast. Thank you so much. We're delighted to be here. John, if I could start with you, what led you to Found Empowered? Uh, probably an innate uh, uh, instilled uh, need to make my parents happy. <laughs> my parents wanted me to care about people and planet and Empowered is a fantastic vehicle uh, for that. Uh, we are able to, um, I'm able to pay my rent. Everyone employed here is able to pay their rent and we're all collectively able to impact millions of people that don't have clean access to uh, energy and reduce carbon emissions at the same time. You say you're a responsible company. What does that mean to you guys? So we're a B Corp and a benefit corporation. So we get certified by B Labs. It's a for-purpose uh, platform, which uh, makes sure companies are doing right um, in the world. Uh, we are uh, also a company and we like to consider ourselves as private servants uh, because the public servants of our day are not serving the public adequately around people and planet and conditions uh, that we face and the challenges we face. Um, and our impact numbers are very strong. Our business model is such that the more uh, scale we can build in developed world sales. So when consumers buy our products, uh, it allows and affords us to reduce pricing to those in emergency aid situations, as well as those in emerging markets. So 3 million lives to date, 500,000 U.S. tons of CO2 averted. How does how does a business succeed as, as a responsible company? How, how does not pinching every penny still allow you to make a profit, to do the things that you need to do to make sure that, you know, you do bring that check home and make your mom happy? It has been demonstrated that consumers are willing to pay more for products made by responsible, transparent companies. And uh, the world has thankfully changed so that consumers are speaking with their, their dollars. So that actually allows us to you know, reach consumers directly, partner with retailers, corporations, other like-minded individuals to be able to develop and distribute our products at slightly higher margins in uh, the developed world. And as a result of all of these partnerships and the support from our consumers, we do uh, have the ability to then look at an emerging market, or a disaster relief situation and uh, we greatly reduce our pricing or in disaster relief situations we may distribute our lights you know for free but they have been sponsored let's say by a corporation so it's really about partnerships it's really about the fact that you know the work that we do is very integrated and, um, you know, it's important to our consumers, our partners, our retailers that we do this work. Um, so it's a full circle of, of participation. Sunga, what led you to the company? What's sort of your backstory? Uh, my background is a little bit different. I was actually born into poverty. Um, we didn't have running water or electricity in our home. And uh, we actually used kerosene lanterns. Um, our lights replace kerosene lanterns and uh, firewood in many emerging markets. 
So originally, um, I wanted to work in the area of environment and development. I studied in this area, obtained a master's degree from Cambridge, and I thought that I would work in policy at the World Bank or the UN. Uh, But I I stopped at some point uh, before going into my PhD program because I wasn't really sure how I could affect change. Um, I felt like I was not educated enough in terms of localized solutions to be able to create policy. So I decided to take a pivot and go into business and I started working for Procter & Gamble in consumer products. And I stayed in consumer products in the beauty, healthcare um, area for about two decades before Empowered found me. And when I learned about this company, I was astounded by how much the world had changed, uh, how much the business world had changed. So the fact that, you know, there are now 3000 B Corps, that uh, there are consumers who are interested in in companies that uh, do well by doing good. Um, The world has changed in a much better way because, as John mentioned, you know, it's up to us to be able to sometimes come up with innovative solutions to address, you know, real world resource needs. One of the reasons you're able to to be this responsible company is that your products are something that everyone universally needs. Everyone needs light. So let's talk a little bit about what your products are. So the the flagship is the Lucy inflatable light. And where did the inspiration for that come from? Yeah, so that was an aggregation of technologies. We have 35 patents on that product alone, but we also have, you know, 13 other products in the market. Uh, That product was the idea that, you know, LED technology has advanced tremendously, uh, as has battery and solar panel technology. And, you know, we realized that what was out on the market um, had flaws, Um, whether it was uh, wasn't waterproof, it wasn't shatterproof, it wasn't collapsible. We fit 40, 50,000 in a container, depending on which skew it is. Um, The lights that were out there uh, required maintenance. Uh, they didn't last a long time. They had moving parts. So we sort of solved all of those problems uh, with creating the Lucy inflatable light. So the fact that it's inflatable is exciting because you can literally put it in the sun in a deflated or inflated state. You can take as much of the abundant sunshine that you can garner. Then you can fold it up, put this thing in your pocket and walk around with energy for your phone uh, and a lantern, a full lantern, uh, literally in your pocket. And then when you take it out, you blow life into a full lantern, lights up a room. Uh, And there wasn't anything on the market like that. Um, So for us, we felt like, you know, there was improvements to last mile um, transportation, uh, to reducing costs to emerging markets, to enabling aid organizations to work on response in such a way that we didn't take up too much space. But at the same time, having a, a innovative product that people value. So you mentioned sort of something that everyone wants and needs. The design and the form of the light allows for that wow factor I referred to. And the beauty of the design and the fun of the actual light transfers every single demographic, every geography, gender, social construct you can think of. Um, whether true or not. And, and we think that that's important because if you don't value the product or aren't sort of inspired by the product that you have, you won't treat it right. You won't take care of it. 
and we're here to you know make sure that people take care of it, um, even though it's durable and it lasts a long time, and avert CO two. Um, you know that's the key for us: increasing health of people and planet. Yeah, in in our industry and in, in the RV industry, of course, all the talk is of solar power and people trying to put solar panels on the roofs of their RVs and find ways to to generate power with without having to, you know, run their generator or or plug in at a campground. And little devices like this that have their own solar panel built in are a big way that people can do that without spending the thousands of dollars to to outfit their entire rig with a power source. But what I love about this product, and I've there there are other inflatable lanterns out there, some direct knockoffs of yours, it would seem. Uh, but these things, your your lanterns are they are bright. They work really well. They are, they are a serious replacement for any other lantern that that I've used, and and I've I've used a lot of lanterns. That's the highest, uh, the worst form of flattery I think you can get. You know, you did something really well when other people do more than emulate. Um, I will say, though, in terms of the RV world, you know, we're in camping world. Uh, you know, when you pick up your RV next, take a look and grab a value add, right? Grab yeah. a few loopies for the family. Um, it will help a lot. And in case of any unfortunate natural disasters, which seemingly are happening more and more, it's always good to have this as a security. They're a really solid, well-designed product, and and they're not very expensive. You know, I, a lot of the high-end lanterns are also very expensive, and you, and you guys do a great job of, of keeping the cost down. What's on the horizon for the product line? So we have a wide variety of lights, and thank you for recognizing that we do try to bring, you know, affordable luxury. Uh, that's what we call it because these lights are so well made, uh, highly durable, you know, quality products. Um, but we want to make them affordable because there are many people who uh, may not naturally adapt solar. You know, solar panels are still expensive as a concept. And um, because we have an opening price point of as low as $15, uh, that really allows, you know, people all across the U.S. and the world to be able to, you know, afford um, a personal solar lantern. So we have models that start at $15. We have a mobile charging light that is at $35. And we also have solar string lights, um, which are actually perfect for the use you are describing for RVs. If you want to create a little ambiance, you can just string up the solar string lights. They're $35. Um, you know, really uh, well constructed. Uh, we're both patent holders on these lights. They come in a, a nice case uh, with, with full cord management. Uh, you can charge a cell phone. You can charge the light through USB if you don't have enough uh, sunlight. Um, it's actually one of our, our best-selling products at the moment. And we are trying to continue to push innovation in the area of solar consumer products. So we also have a solar bike light coming out this summer. We have a solar light with circadian rhythm and a speaker coming out this summer as well. Um, and also a solar induction charger coming out next year. I should say we, we also have this string light and we often put our hammock up outside uh, at the campground and we will string the, uh, I, when I first did it, when I first put, took out the string light and, and wanted to use it at the campground for the first time, I, I strung it up over our hammock thinking it would be a nice reading light for the hammock. 
not realizing that it would light up the entire campsite <laughs> if I wanted to. I mean, of course, you can reduce the 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 brightness as well and, and let the battery last longer. But those that string light is brighter than the I've got a, a, a string of Christmas lights of, of LED Christmas lights that that I string up. And it's brighter than those. So it's they I can't just say enough about how how well they actually work um because there are so many of these little cheap solar products out there that that don't put out much at all and and this this really is the the real deal thank you i just wanted to add that we have um you know some other lights that are more for sort of ambiance and lighting um you know in a glamping kind of way so we have lucy candle it's inflatable uh candle believe it or not so it's a safe candle to have in your tent we have color lights with different diffusions. We even have a, a smart and app enabled solar light. Um, so it's basically like a Philips hue that you can take with you anywhere. Um, so you can really create your ambiance uh, remotely with millions of colors, uh, timers, et cetera. So we, we've continued to innovate. We think innovation is a key to the company's success. It always has been, um, you know, in making sure that people adopt uh, solar is key to our impact in the developed world and making sure that we can offer solar at affordable pricing is key to those in emerging markets. When, when somebody purchases a, a product from Empowered, what exactly does that mean in terms of providing support for your humanitarian efforts? Uh, sure. So it's, it's very simple. So basically they're just investing in the health of the company. Um, they're buying at a developed world margin, which is a healthy margin for the company. And then we're able to, you know, reduce margins based on that to, I wouldn't call them unhealthy, but I'd, I'd call them, you know, um, margins with morality uh, for those that need our light, um, especially in aid situations. And then margins that take into account localization for those in emerging markets or underserved communities, uh, sub Sub-Saharan Africa, Southeast Asia, Central South America, the Caribbean, et cetera, um, in countries where, you know, light is important. You know, we, we've gotten lights to um, female entrepreneurs in Papua New Guinea, and we've gotten lights to refugees in Syria. Um, we, there's not really a, a natural disaster or humanitarian crisis that we haven't been involved in uh, in the last seven years. As an example that we like to give because it was such a, a cataclysmic event, uh, Hurricane Maria, uh, we deployed 80,000 lights to the island of Puerto Rico, but now we have a flourishing business in Puerto Rico. So it kind of works for everyone. We got them the lights when uh, folks on the island needed them. And now we're building capacity on the island by allowing people to resell them. If somebody is interested in learning more about Empowered and they want to look at buying your products, where do they go? So they can go to our website, www.empowered.com. That's M-P-O-W-E-R-D.com. And right now you're offering an Earth Day sale. Buy to get the third free plus free shipping on orders over $50 in the USA uh, before Earth Day. Is that run out at on uh, the 22nd, right? Yeah, we, we felt that um, Earth Day, the Earth deserved more than a day. So we're running a program. <laughs> Awesome. Well, John and Sangha, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. And we appreciate it. Thank you. Very thank much. you for having us. Hey, did you know there are bears in Louisiana? 
I did know. I had no idea, especially like along the Gulf Coast, you know, where you can see the Gulf. There are bears down there. There are signs that say bear crossing. Yeah, I only knew that because I went to a state park recently that had a bear. Okay, well, that's when I knew it. All right. I didn't know it before that. (laughs) Luckily, when we were in that said state park with bears in Louisiana, we had our Pelican Cooler with us from PelicanCoolers.com. Pelican Coolers are hard-sided coolers made in America with an actual lifetime warranty by a company that's been trusted since 1976. And guess what? They're bear-proof. Louisiana bear-proof. <laughs> well, they're also grizzly bear-proof as certified by the interagency Grizzly Bear Committee. It's their durable press and pull latches. They're really easy to use. You've got you've to click with your thumb and, and pull up. But a bear can't do that. <laughs> they, they don't have they don't have thumbs, do they? <laughs> I've never gotten close enough to one to actually look. Next time I see Yogi, I'll, I'll go look. Pelican coolers are made through an injection molding technique. It reduces the weight by up to 30% over traditionally rotomolded coolers. I've been using Pelican products for years and years and years, and they are really fantastic. I mean, you could kick this thing off the top of a building and it'd be fine. This thing is Henry proof. (laughs) Even Henry can't get into it. We really love our Pelican cooler and we are excited to have it here out on the beach at Fort Pickens. Head over to pelicancoolers.com slash RV miles. You can use the promo code RV miles at checkout to score a free tumbler with any purchase. I bet you could throw that tumbler off a building and the lid wouldn't pop off and your drink could still be in there. It'll probably tumble a little, though. Probably tumble. He'll be here until the end of the podcast, folks. It's time for our new segment that we like to call Fresh Tank, Black Tank. We, that name. <laughs> hey, well, it was going to be called Dump Station something else, but we couldn't find, I, we couldn't find the positive alternative to Dump dump Station. No, I so, put the squash. I said, I don't want to say the word dump every week. I put the squash on it. The squash? I did. I squashed it. I put the squash. You mean you put the quash on it? No, <laughs> I put the, it? no, I squashed it. <laughs> I squashed it. I put it between my two hands and I squashed you it. You don't put a squash on something. That's not a thing. That's yes, not a phrase is. that people say. I squashed it. <laughs> Our new segment, Fresh Tank, Black Tank, is where we talk about items that we are loving and we are not so loving in the news, in life, in everything. So, Abby, what is your fresh tank this week? I'm going to fresh tank Walmart and Gulf Breeze. And I'm going to tell you why, because I went grocery shopping there tonight, fully expecting that it was going to be completely overpriced because it's a very beachy and touristy area. And that's generally what happens when you get into areas like this. You know, you're just going to end up paying a little bit more because there's not a lot of options. Like I didn't want to have to go all the way into Pensacola. You know, I was bracing myself. Man, that place was so cheap. I almost bought all the bread (laughs) because it was only 82 cents a loaf. And I kept thinking to myself, oh, I should buy extra. Oh, I should buy extra of that. That is so cheap. 
I didn't because I don't have space for it anymore. It's like my Costco days were coming back on me. But I am fresh tanking Walmart in Gulf Breeze, Florida, because they kept it real with their prices. And I very much appreciated that. What's your black tank this week? Allergies. I don't think I even need to say anything more. It has been a miserable week. No, it's been a miserable two weeks. Allergies are the worst. I got children that are sneezing, sneezing on everything. I, why don't kids know how to cover their sneezes? I don't know. How many more times? Well, apparently we- we're supposed to teach them or something. I, I don't know. I don't know where you've been for 12 years, <laughs> but we have a lot of discussions about how we sneeze into our sleeve. Okay. And that seems to be an afterthought. Like they sneeze, like they sneeze and then they move, they move their head into their sleeve. <laughs> they sneeze and then they put their head in their sleeve. The bond count, I guess, down here in the South has been the the record worst it's ever been. Well, when we left Shreveport, all our stuff had a nice yellow <laughs> nice layer, layer of pollen on wipe it. Wipe it right off. And it has been, it does not matter how many drugs I pump into my body. I can't, I can't breathe. My eyes are itchy. I'm sneezing. Children are sneezing on everything. Allergies are a big giant black tank of poop. <laughs> All right. Well, my fresh tank this week is a potentially happy ending to a story we've been following for a long time now. The road trek fiasco in the Irwinheimer North America group. There may be a buyer. There is a buyer. There is a buyer for the road trek brand. Now, if you don't remember, uh, how could you not if you've been listening to us? But the Irwinheimer North America Group, which owns the Road Trek brand, suddenly closed earlier this year because of some massive financial irregularities that we don't know about. And the company went into re- a receivership process there in Canada. And they opened up to some bidders and the bidder that won is the France-based Rapido Group. Rapido owns the Westphalia brand of upfitted Volkswagens that it's been around forever and ever. Wait, how did, how did you just say that? Westphalia. Isn't it Westphalia? I don't know. I mean, that's how I say it, but we've already established that I have a very different Isn't, grasp of the English language than most well, people. Well, it's German, so I don't know. A French company owns the German brand. Well, Westphalia Falia was upfitted Volkswagens and the Volkswagens are German and the French company bought it at some point and they do that now over there. But haven't over here for a long time. That brand hasn't been in the US in a long time and may be returning along with Road Trek, which is part of this purchase. And the good news for anybody who bought a Road Trek before this all went down is that Rapido is saying that they will honor those famous road track six year warranties. Good on them. They are not going to honor it for ones that were bought after the company closed uh, because they can't, but they're going to offer it for ones that were purchased before that. And um, will it be a part of the ones that they sell? Yeah, I, I I believe so, but I'm not sure. The, the, the company is going to start out slow. They're going to restart one of the factories. There were several different factories up there in Canada that we're using. They're going to just restart one of them and hire a small number of employees. They say they might get up to 200 employees or so. But remember, 850 employees were laid off earlier this year. They'll probably be manufacturing about a thousand road trucks 
a year, but it's still going to take some time for this to happen. And they still have to go through another due diligence process of going through all the books and all that, which is what set this whole thing off in the first place. So uh, it's not a done deal yet, and it may take several months for it to conclude. Yeah, just don't hold your breath. My black tank is the race for the fastest electric motorhome. Why why we need the fastest motorhome, I do not know. But there is a man who has converted his Tesla Model S into a motorhome. And let me say it the from the rendering, it is about as ugly of a motorhome you could make out of a beautiful Tesla. It's like they took a sawzall down the middle of it and made the back half a pop-up camper and put some off-road lights on it. Did he do some swoops and swirls? No, it's all blue, but there's oh. a and there's a solar panel on the top. But you have a Tesla Model S and you're gonna turn it into a pop-up camper. Can you imagine cutting into that thing? I mean, you got to have a lot of confidence. This guy is trying to beat this record for the fastest electric motorhome. Which, Come on. Okay. Look, I haven't read this article. What is that? 60 miles an hour? <laughs> well, 58? I, come on. How fast? How fast are our motorhomes going to begin with? If someone wanted to like have the fastest schoolie out there. Well, all they got to do is beat us and go 66 miles an hour in a race like you've you've already won. <laughs> There's a B plus called the Iridium EV, which is d- debuted in uh, in Germany. And it is currently the fastest electric motorhome on the market. Now, this one actually looks nice, like, you know, a motorhome. I, you know, I guess I could I could take a Ferrari and put a pop up on the back of it. And say I have the fastest motorhome on it. Sure, sure you could. (laughs) But but this is my black tank of the week because I don't think motorhomes need to be the fastest anything ever. No, the word motorhome (laughs) and fastest, those two are not, those are not two words that should go together. You know what I love about this new Fresh Tank black tank? Mine is so clearly just all about me and our life here in the bus and, and how it's, you know, how things outside of that impact what's going on here. Yours is just, I mean, it's just, it's about the industry. It's about the lifestyle. This is so quintessential, Jason and Abby, how we view the RV world. I'm thinking about how does my life get impacted inside this world? And you're like, what's going on out in the industry today? Well, you know, I'll complain about you next week. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to black tank you next week. Oh, well, I've got a week to think about it. (laughs) Don't bring our marital squabbles into this, Mr. Epperson. Nobody wants to hear that. Okay, it's time for this week's brain teaser, which goes like this. I can be quick and then I'm deadly. I am a rock, shell, and bone medley. If I was made into a man, I'd make people dream. I gather in millions by ocean, sea, and stream. If you think you know the answer... Send us an email at editor at rvmiles.com or a message on any of our social media and you might win a Not All Who Wander Are Lost t-shirt. Bye. 
By now, you know we are digging our new favorite organizational app for all things RV, Togo. With Togo, everything you need to own and operate your RV is in one convenient digital space. You can set maintenance reminders and keep track of registration details. Plus, we love that there are checklists and you know how important a good checklist is for our sanity. But the coolest thing about Togo is their brand new all-in-one internet connectivity kit. Togo Roadlink is a complete connectivity solution that combines state-of-the-art hardware with new RV-specific data plans. Jason might call it a game changer. (laughs) The new Roadlink C2 is a powerful Wi-Fi booster combined with a 4G LTE antenna. It's a small all-in-one dome that easily installs on your roof and can be controlled by an app instead of a clunky portal. Not only is Roadlink crafted with best-in-class hardware, but they've joined forces with AT&T to offer unlimited 4G LTE data plans specifically for RVers. How cool is that? The details of the data plans and hardware can be found at runswithtogo.com slash Roadlink. It's one of the best deals out there that you're going to find for internet on the road. $360 a year. All right, we have more of our first-time RVer surprises. What's the next one on the list, Abby? Sue Colson. Oh, I hope I said your last name right. I'm sorry if I didn't. Of course it's Colson, like Agent okay. Colson. Who? Agent Colson. Who? Agent Colson. Okay, you can say that like a thousand more times, and that's not going to mean anything to me. From the Avengers? I don't know who, what agent that is. Is it the, is it the guy? Is it the guy? Yeah, he died. He had the Captain America cards and they were bloody and it inspired them to all get back together. But really Nick Fury was like secretly doing that. I didn't know that was his name. I'm sorry. I apologize to, I didn't really, I also didn't realize you were such a hardcore fan. Shame to your family. No, I haven't. I mean, if this was a Star Wars, like if our last name was like Organa, you know, and I screwed that up then, you know, you you can come at me. But I've only seen that Avengers movie like through watching it through one eye while I'm doing something else. So I think Sue's going to write us and she's going to say it's actually Coulson. (laughs) Yeah, I hope it is. I hope she puts you in your place. Go ahead. Sue says, we've been full timing just over a year and we've been in most of the states west of the Mississippi River. Each area has its own kind of beauty. And I didn't expect that. From the plains to the Rockies to the coast and the southwest, there have always been beautiful landscapes. I've also been surprised at how important tires and their pressure have become. Ain't that the truth? Ooh, Sue, we know what you're talking about. But you know what? To her first point, people rag on places like Iowa and Kansas. And there are so many great things that we have found that we love in every state we've been to, just like Sue. What's that saying? I think I used to have a sleep shirt that said something like beauty is all around or something. Do you remember that? You'd always make fun of me for it. I mean, <laughs> yes, I'm here. <laughs> I mean, but it's true. There are beautiful things to be found no matter where you are. Rachel Fisher Lyon says a few things that come to mind. Electricity is quite complicated. Yes, it is. I was used to just an on and off switch and a circuit breaker. Learning what works when we're hooked into electric and what works when we're just on battery was confusing. On top of that, learning how to troubleshoot when we trip something 
because we have the space heater on, it was a lot to learn. Still is because next step, we're going to learn how to use electricity while boondocking. The other surprising thing is that driving the RV was easier than expected. I thought we needed a backup cam, but we never ended up installing one. Everyone just gets out of your way when you're going down the road. <laughs> so as long as you're going slowly and keeping your eyes on the road, you're good to go. Darren Jackley says, the first thing that I realized was that just because we had a brand new travel trailer, that did not mean that I wouldn't have to repair it. Oh, Darren, that is so true. YouTube is great and full of good information, but always make sure that you are getting the information from a reliable source. Not all YouTube posts are created equal. I will fully admit I use YouTube how-to videos for everything I ever have to fix. This bus That's repair the, is brought to you by YouTube. And thankfully, there's like a Caterpillar engine mechanic that's got a great channel out there that I, that I've been able to, to use. But, you know, some people are, are putting stuff out there that yeah, might not be the correct information. Well, it's the same as when you put a post into certain Facebook groups and you ask for, you know, I've gotten troubleshooting something. Some of the comments you think to yourself you can't you can't really you can't really think that that's how this should be done right like yeah. this is a joke you're trolling me like you you want you want to see if I'm going to go through with this and no they're they're very legit and they're very serious and you know you just have to like he said you have to kind of do a little vetting and make sure before you take any information that it you have really done some due diligence James Leonello as a first-time RVer on our first trip to the Adirondacks, I was surprised to learn that the coordinates you plug into your GPS may not take you exactly where you want to be and that you might in fact find yourself, as I did, on a wooded trail that is generally reserved for snowmobiles and not well-suited for a combined 40-foot truck pulling travel trailer rig. That is amazing. <laughs> That is so amazing. And I'm sure it was not amazing for them at the time they were doing it. But I really wish I could have just like been there to see how that played out. I, campgrounds are the worst when it comes to GPS because so many of them are in the middle of nowhere. And, and so many of the ro those roads aren't well mapped by some of the GPS services out there. And it, it can be a real challenge. The trick, though, is most campgrounds... If they have that problem, they know it and they list it on their website. Always check with the campground website because they usually will list. Put this put this GPS coordinate into your GPS unit instead or don't listen to the GPS. Use this road instead. That is if they have a website. That's true. There's They're a lot of campgrounds that have not have not joined <laughs> that particular technological <laughs> innovation yet. <laughs> They're probably, their email address is probably still AOL.com. If they have an email address. If, if they even have one, they probably don't. <laughs> Debbie Wells says, I'm not a good weekend warrior. The energy it takes to go out in the camper deserves at least three nights away. I prefer a few weeks. Debbie and I are soulmates. Yeah. We are, we are travel soulmates. I couldn't do just a couple nights. Even full time, we don't like going a couple nights to one, no. one place. Look, last night, we stayed in a hotel. We were still in Ocean Springs. There was this just massive storm that just ripped through all of Mississippi's, Louisiana, Alabama. It was huge. 
We ended up getting just the tail end of it. They got it much worse up north. But we did not feel like it was a good idea to stay in the camper. And we knew it was going to be raining. We knew we had to record America's National Parks podcast, yada, yada, yada. So we went to a hotel. What did I say to you as we were like trying to pack up and get out of here? It's amazing the amount of um, the amount it takes to get this family into a hotel f- for one night. One I mean, night. The amount of stuff. And yeah. I mean, I'm not talking like we were bringing, you know. We're bringing overnight stuff. Yeah. And we we had bring- podcast equipment and stuff on top of that, but that's not much. Yes. You know, we had a few extras, but it's not like I was bringing like a ton of food or I mean, man, I even made the kids wear the same shirts home the next day. I didn't even want to put clean shirts on the kids. You know, (laughs) I mean, I was trying to pack as little as humanly possible. And we still had like five or six small bags. So, uh, you know what, Debbie, I get you because it just takes a lot. And, you know, if you're going to put all that effort into something, you just want to be able to enjoy it for a little bit longer than like two nights. Casita Dean May, our friend says, I was surprised to discover the community of the campground. There's more community and interaction in the campground than in my suburban neighborhood where we have lived for 15 years. The campground is the American neighborhood that we want to be a part of. That is so true. That's another true statement. These are all true statements. If I think back to what the neighborhood was like in the 80s when I was a kid, And how I interacted with the neighborhoods that we lived in. And then I think about the neighborhoods that they are today and how my kids interact with the neighborhoods. Like when we go to my mom and dad's and we're there for long periods of time, we know that neighborhood. We know the people that are there, but nobody, nobody comes outside. You know, there's no standing around chatting in the cul-de-sac, kids out riding their bikes, running around. Like it's so very different. And I think that, you know, for me, and I agree with him, the campground is is that neighborhood of old where you went outside and you chatted with your neighbors and you set out, set out in your lawn chair on the driveway. You can read more of these and there's a whole lot more if you join the RV Miles Facebook group. And we really love all the people in the group and the conversations and interactions we have with them. And we hope to have some more with you if you haven't joined. So We'll put a link to that in the show notes. For everything we talked about on today's episode, you can visit rvmiles.com slash 90. And I'm going to start doing that on all these episodes forthcoming is that each episode is going to have that the episode number as its URL. So you can just go to rvmiles.com slash 90 and you can get all of the info that we talked about on today's episode, you can also find more of the latest news, reviews, and travel info like the best California waterfalls to visit right now as the state is finally 100% drought-free and the spring waterfalls are roaring to life. You can find that info on rvmiles.com. And of course, if you love the national parks, we hope you will join us over on the America's National Parks podcast. This week was a really special and interesting episode. It was by author Becky Mandelbaum, and it was her experience working in National Park gift shops. It's very fascinating, and it has absolutely changed the way I view those who give their time in gift shops. If you are not subscribed there, we would love it if you would be subscribed there. And of course, you can follow RV Miles 
We are all across social media. All you got to do is search RV Miles. And then Jason and I and the boys, we are over on our personal travel blog. That's over at ourwanderingfamily.com. And you can also now find that via rvmiles.com. We are starting to transition where we're going to be bringing the Our Wandering Family content and RV Miles into one more cohesive space. Jason's going to be doing that. (laughs) Yeah. I shouldn't. I use we very broadly on that one. Thanks for joining us, everybody. This week, we want to thank our sponsors, L.L. Bean, the FMCA, PelicanCoolers.com and Togo. And until next week, everybody, you know what you got to keep doing. Keep logging those RV miles. Bye, everybody. Bye.